uh, thanks for joining me today, Ian, for a brief interview on what you've been up to. I thought maybe we could start by just having you introduce yourself uh, for people who might not know you. Um, sure. My name is Ian Fletcher. I am a local um, activist and musician in the Rhode Island area. What do you play? I didn't know you were a musician too. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm a bass player. That's that's what my, my degree is in music. And I was a professional musician and teacher for a number of years in the area um, till about 2012. Um, that was my job. I still play, but like not full time. I don't no teach it. So you're like a good bass player then? I mean, if you're grading on a curve, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, I think the... Uh, the not so good bass players are kind of a dime a dozen in this town. The ones who just kind of pick it up and don't know too much about it. Well, that's the beauty of the bass, though. You can pick it up and like get a sound out of it. I guess that's true. Do you do you play you play with a pick or with your finger? Oh no, with my fingers. All right, you, you yeah. pass test number one then. Yeah. Um, you want to tell us what you've been doing with the uh, IFACs? Um, um, yeah, so it, it's um, it's pretty straightforward. I started a drive. I call it an IFAC drive. I basically started a GoFundMe to try and raise around $1,000 to build 20 individual first aid kits um, to distribute to activists and... Um, Anybody doing like volunteer mutual aid work, anybody at risk of gun violence or domestic violence. Because um, you know, I've, I've been carrying an IFAC for um, a couple of years now and I'm, I'm really glad I have it. Um, and it's, it's definitely, it's been handy. Um, I think it's a thing people should do, especially if you're gonna like go to a protest or, you know, um, yeah, so. I was able to do that. I um, raised the money in an amazingly short amount of time, thanks to some some people and the good people of Left Book, and we built the IFACs and they're they're out the door. Yeah, that was pretty quick. It was quicker than we could keep up with. I wanted to have you on the show before you were done, but you finished before we could get you on. So yeah, it it really. I I thought it would take like about two months to like raise the money like buy the stuff you know get it all shipped assemble the stuff like find people who needed them and you know coordinate like distribution now it, it it just took off like a fire and it was done in like two three weeks yeah that's I, I still have one i have one left but um yeah, that's super impressive. Um, I mean, for, for people listening who might not know, can you just describe uh, what are in the packs that you put together? Yeah, and I know this is a um, audio only podcast, so I'm going to go get the iPad just so I can. That's fine. So this is it. People have commented that it looks like one of the little med kits you pick up in like doom or like another first person shooter game it's small it's a, yeah. it's a small rectangular pack with the red cross patch on the, the upper yeah. corner all right so every one of these um 
most importantly, well, I shouldn't say most importantly, it comes with everything you need to stop a major bleed um, anywhere on the body and then um, some PPE and a few other things. So if I go tip to tail, I have you get two ABD pads to stop a major bleed on your abdomen. There's a triangle bandage that's like a big swathing bandage that you can use as a sling or make a bandage out of it anywhere. I had two rolls of gauze, a disposable uh, CPR face shield, medical tape, gloves. Um, this cool tourniquet called a SWAT T, which is like, it's basically just a giant rubber band and it's got markings on it to show you how much to stretch it to tighten it. And you can like, you can use it as a tourniquet, but you also use it as a pressure bandage. Um, there's paramedical shears. There's a high thin chest seal. There's two of them. So like if you have a stab or a gunshot wound to the chest, um, you slap these babies on and it keeps that person's chest cavity from filling with air and collapsing their lungs and dying. Um, and then lastly, the Rhode Island John Brown gun called generously, generously donated um, two doses of Narcan for each pack. So there's two Narcans in here, the nasal, the nasal ones. Oh, and cool. so, yeah. And then the bag, the bag and the red cross, the Velcro red cross patch themselves. That's, oh, and I'll have to send you this. I made this um, in collaboration with um, some, a medic comrade that we know and some people online. I made these little three by five cards that basically are a cheat sheet for trauma care. It tells you what technique to use on what part of the body. Oh, great. Yeah, that's super useful. Yeah. So, and that was kind of the genesis of the project was like, I created the, like, our friend had written the, had written this um, on a whiteboard. I didn't mean holding up for the thing, but, mm -hmm. and I asked them for it. And um, another comrade was um, cool enough to design the cards and I'm going to print it in. I've been meaning to give those out as well. It's a little, keep forgetting to do it, but um, yeah. So, uh, what, what compelled you to put these together? Um, well, I, I kind of like, I kind of burnt out on, on a lot of the street activism this year. Um, just I late summer, late last summer kind of burned me out just psychologically. And so I really wasn't like, I didn't want to do actions anymore, but I didn't just want to like walk away. And I figured the one thing that I could do was like, make sure that the people out there doing the work um, all have, you know, the things they need to take care of themselves or somebody else in an emergency. And so, and it's, um, it's been very affirming. Yeah. I've been. Did you, when you did go out and do actions, did you see a lot of people that you thought could have benefited from something like this? I mean, really everybody should carry one of these, in my opinion, like I keep mine in my car um, but yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're a left winger and you're going to a protest, I would urge you strongly urge you to carry, um, some sort of bleeding control, um, first aid stuff. Yeah. I'm not a medical professional. Um, just full disclosure. I'm not a doctor or a nurse or anything. I'm just a human being. I bought all this stuff off Amazon. I did observe the boycott. Um, That's fair. <laughs> it was just, 
Um, I've been looking at alternate sourcing, but that's another story. Um, yeah, I forgot where I was. Yeah, um, I mean, I think I think the 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 sourcing of of mutual aid stuff ha has been a topic that a lot of mutual aid initiatives in general, especially in Providence, that I've read, have been having a hard time with because nobody ethically wants to buy from Amazon, but at the same time, uh, it's cheap. It's it's sort of the most inexpensive and convenient to do, and it's easy in that way. Um, there, there, there are alternatives. Like I think Alibaba is a alternative to. Yeah, but Alibaba is wholesale, and I'm I'm looking at Alibaba too. If I I also I'm I'm now based on the the wild success of this program. I was thinking about starting an Etsy store, um, and so yeah, like yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think the mutual aid group I work with sources things from Amazon has an Amazon list. It's you know it just practicality you can't beat it and if you're going to be a stick in the mud about ethical sourcing you have to consider the fact the 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 extra labor the volunteers have to do to, to do all that ethical sourcing and then the costs and then if it costs more does that mean you can help less people yeah i mean also the the fact that yeah amazon is an evil company but there are still working class people that work there that sort of depend on on those orders coming in um yeah and that's the thing is the um the amazon strike does does not love the amazon boycott because their hours are determined by um by demand so like if the orders drop off they lose hours yeah anyway that's um but yeah i and also there's no ethical consumption under capitalism so you know i'm not gonna lose any sleep over it yeah um so uh, you sort of started to answer a little bit the next question, but I also wanted to ask, uh, are you going to be doing this again? Um, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm debating. I don't think I will be doing another, like raise $1,100 and build 20 IFACs and give them away to people. I have kind of did this to make it a template so that like other people could replicate it in their own communities. And I've some people like one or two people have reached out to me so they want to do it. And um, a lot of people have just asked me for the packing list so they can make their own. Um, and that was kind of the idea. So I haven't gotten any confirmations that anybody has done another one yet. Um, or that people are building IFACs. Um, but I think if I if I, the next phase would be an Etsy business because it is the like most efficient way to do it on an ongoing basis. And then I could order from Alibaba in bulk and like build more and then be able to sell and like, you know, kind of have a cash flow, but also be able to donate, you know, chunks of IFACs as needed. Yeah. You mean like, uh, to prepare them as they're ordered rather than to make, no, I'd have to buy them in. I'd have to buy in bulk and then make a bunch. But it would be like fifty to a hundred instead of twenty. Oh, I see. Yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, have you? What about like? Uh, well, I I don't know. I guess I've never looked in like BJ's, for example, or or any of like the physical uh, wholesale places if they have any of the the stuff that you're looking for. Yeah, well, so so to kind of go back, so it's kind of all over the place. So the big thing is 
the SWAT T tourniquet and the high fin chest seal. Like you can't like, there's only two companies that make things like these. The other co companies yeah, are more expensive. Uh -huh. These are like these, this two piece is like $15 a whack, basically retail. You can find, find them on sale sometimes, some, you know, but I've never seen a bulk deal cause they are just made by one, um, like North American rescue is the company. Like they make like stuff for EMTs. And then the SWAT T tourniquet is like a 10 to $12 item that just, it's one brand, brand, one vendor. It costs what it costs. But then, yeah, like the rest of this stuff is stuff you can source from any medical supply company or even like a drugstore. Um, and then, uh, but then obviously the Narcan, which I think if I was selling them on Etsy, I wouldn't do the Narcan again. I would just give people links to resources to get their own Narcan. Um, so it's not easy putting those things together. I mean, it is pretty easy. You just buy all the stuff on Amazon and, and you know, ship it to house and put them together. It's I, yeah. the list was like, the thing about it is like the, um, I had, um, two street medic friends who are both actual healthcare professionals, um, kind of vet my packing list and tell me what to put in here. Mm -hmm. That was, that was kind of the intellectual hard work of it, of like, because there's so much variation if you go on part of this the another part of the genesis for this project was i was looking to upgrade some of the things in my ifac because i realized i started to realize that the, i just had bought one off the shelf from um from like a like an emt supply company and realized i need some other things and i started looking at maybe i'll keep one in the car and one you know for going out or something and i started looking at what they were selling for ifacs and there's a lot of tactical junk out there mm -hmm. that is in like fake survivalist junk out there all you have to do is put tactical on the as yeah the additive for it. yeah and it's like they come with like glow sticks and like um not like survival knives and like a ton of dumb like dumb stuff that you don't need in a first aid kit and then there's also but then they don't have a good tourniquet and a real chest seal, which is like the thing number one and two you need to, you know, save somebody's life if they're bleeding to death. Um, tactical underwear. Yeah, no, it's that total world of like gun tube and tactical outfitter kind of, you know, anyway. Um, and so, and then, I'm, and also there's like, there's people selling a lot of stuff that's like, you're getting a bazillion size of band-aids, but once again, no um, tourniquet, no chest seal. And then the really high-end ones where you go to tourniquet and chest seal would also have other high-end things like a nasal cannula and stuff that you would actually need medical training to like know how to use. There was no like affordable middle of the road thing that I could recommend to somebody who needed one. Yeah, so yours is kind of- The starter pack. Yeah, trying to get in the middle of the, the the basic one and then the more complicated one. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so, how did you determine who got one? That that was the thing I didn't really like doing. Um, I kind of contacted all the local mutual aid groups that I had been working with and see if anybody needed one. And a bunch of people stepped up and said, "Yeah, I need one. Need one for a friend." Um, 
I posted in a local um, COVID-19 mutual aid group for Rhode Island that's like very big. And I got immediately like more, um, more need than I could accommodate. And then also people are like, oh, this is a big group. They're scammers, um, unfortunately. And so then I kind of had to like work with the admins of that group and vet people, which was like really as an anarchist, not something I want to do. Um, and because there's also, I mean, and you know, some people just wanted one and some people, you know, wanted one because they take care of their own, their, their, their grandmother. And like, I feel for that person, I'm going to get them supplies, but also they don't need a chest seal. Yeah. And was going to shoot their grandmother in the chest, hopefully. So, but they, they really, they went out the door to people in need very quickly, urgently. Um, there's, I met people doing mutual aid that I didn't even know were doing mutual aid um, in different parts of the state. And um, a bunch of activist friends who, you know, are active, um, took, took some um, people doing... I don't want to mention any names, but I don't want to put anybody out there, but um, yeah. And then there were actually a number of requests from out of state, which I did not anticipate. I shipped, um, I shipped to, to a comrade in North Carolina who works, who actually runs like a consulting company helping um, marginalized people like defend their homes and persons, you know, mm-hmm. does firearms training and security systems and InfoSec and all that scrubs their social media, you know, um, self unarmed self-defense like he does everything um he needed to for a couple of his clients who were being harassed by the far right and then i sent another two to the um the tenacious unicorn ranch via a friend um i don't know if you've heard about that whole deal um i've heard the name but i don't don't know the details you might want to explain a little bit for listeners too so there's in out in colorado i'm not affiliated with this movement or any, you know, know anybody directly in it. It was a friend of I friend of a friend reached out. Um, there is an intentional community of transgendered people, all or most of whom are veterans. Mm-hmm. And they have an alpaca ranch out in Colorado. And they're being harassed by their local far right um, reactionaries to the point where like they've actually had to like shoot people off their property and like i mean it's it's the west like everybody has guns so yeah. it's yeah they, they they found right-wingers trespassing on their property with guns and it's i don't have all the details but they they um but the you know there's actually um i think there's is it, it's not a either an even more news or a worst year ever where they interview the one of the people at the ranch uh, i'm not sure yeah uh, it wouldn't be hard to find um but yeah so it was that was kind of shocking that there was you know i figured like i would kind of give these away in the ones and twos to to friends and and people in the community who do mutual aid and volunteers and such and they would kind of trickle out and then there would be like a big protest in the summer and i'd end up giving them out then like these flew off the shelves in a matter of days to people who needed them urgently all over the country. Um, like I said, North Carolina, Colorado, Connecticut, 
I sent three to um, New London Mutual Aid Collective, shout out, um, and to the amazing work that they do um, with the unhoused and um, people at risk of hunger. Hell yeah. Uh, so they, that is great that they, you got them around. Um, you said you only have one left. Is that, that's yeah. out of 20, right? Yeah. That's cool. Um, all right. Well, I think that was uh, really great. I, I wanted to give you a chance to say, are you, what are you up to now? Are you just kind of going uh, um, down for COVID till that dies out? Or I actually get my second shot tomorrow on my birthday, which is awesome. Oh, happy birthday. Um, thank you. I, um, I'm doing mutual aid with an informal friend group kind of ad hoc. Um, mm -hmm. And um, yeah, as far as activism, I'm not doing anything, but I do have shows. Um, I'm playing Thursday the 8th, I'm at Strings. Friday the 16th, I'm at Dusk. And the following Friday the 23rd, I'm at Platforms. So, Hell yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I didn't expect music to take off. Like I figured, I didn't think I'd see a show at least until like the middle of the summer, but there's show and there's shows now because people are able to, the venues have figured out how to socially distance and all that. Yeah. I know dusk was pretty early on figuring out uh, the social distance events uh, going on. So that's cool. Um, yeah. If, if anybody listening wants to replicate your pack or wants to talk to you more about it, how can they reach out to you? How can they? Oh, you? I mean, uh, I guess Twitter I can give or... you, I give you a proton mail like offline. Um, or I can also, I can share the, the pack and I may be able to share the packing list with you. I do not have a, um, the GoFundMe. I mean, the GoFundMe still exists. So you could, you could contact the GoFundMe. I'll give you, I don't know if you have the link. Mm -hmm. If you, if you email the GoFundMe, it will go to my email. So you could contact me through the GoFundMe. You just can't donate anymore because um, it's the fundraising part of it's turned off, I guess. Okay. All right, cool. So uh, if you want to contact Ian, just uh, you can contact him on the GoFundMe and it'll go right to his email address rather than uh, giving out personal information right now. Sounds good. Thanks Thank for you, doing this, Ian. No problem. Thanks for having me. And thanks for doing what you do. As always, if you like what you hear, follow along by subscribing to our feed. Uh, you can go on our Patreon for bonus content. We're going to have merch up there soon, hats, koozies, and uh, masks, I believe. Uh, we also have an option where if you donate, you get zines. There's a whole bunch of radical zines that we have. We also have radical books that we'll send you. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of good stuff on there. Check it out. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, as always, 